How's everybody doing? Did you have a good, uh, a good Christmas? I did too. I tell you what, uh, I said this last year. I preached last year. I've preached other times. If you're visiting, he's like, he gives him the last Sunday of the year, every year without fail. But I do remember speaking on New Year's Day last year and talking about how much I love the new year, and that's still true. I, I love this whole season, obviously Christmas season, and going into the new year, and I'm really looking forward uh, to 2024. I want you to turn in your Bibles if you have it. If not, you can look up at the screen as we do uh, every week. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 12 through 14. Hebrews 3, verse 12 through 14. says, see to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God, but encourage one another daily as long as it is called today. We'll stop there for just a, minute, a moment. I, I love that phrasing. Encourage one another today, uh, daily as long as it is today. That means what? There's going to come a time where it's not today. If I want to encourage you right now, I want to encourage you today. I can't wait till tomorrow to do it. So it says, I encourage one another daily as long as it is called today so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness we have come to share in Christ if indeed we hold our original conviction firmly to the end. As we enter this time, this new year season, this new year uh, time, now some of the, my favorite things about the new year is always football. Uh, my team did not win the national championship this year for the third consecutive year. But as they played last night, if you know who Georgia, they are clearly the best team in the country. There's no doubt. Uh, I mean, they won 63 to six, or 63 to three. You can say Florida State didn't have players. You can't opt out of life, Florida State. You can't opt out of life. If you know, you know. Okay. And so, but I, I love this season. I love the new year. But it's really, really the only time of the year that we think about time in this way, isn't it? We always have the resolutions. We always come up with that. This year is going to be different. Now, I'm not going to start it any differently. I'm not going to do anything different. But this year, it's going to be different. And, and so, uh, you know, today, this thing that we call today, this moment right now uh, that we have, uh, it's over now, Right? This moment, this moment that we call today, the scripture says, we, uh, let us hold firmly to our, to our conviction all the way to the end. Well, when is the end? The end of the day, the end of our life, the end of time as we know it. And so I, I think during this season, during this time, we, we become really optimistic even though we're entering into a new year, even though we're a year older, right, we're, or, or, or you're about to be a year older, I, I think we entered, enter the season optimistically and we think about 
time and we think about what we're going to do with time and, and, and how things are uh, going to, to, to be judged. And, and, and we judge time in relationship to where we are. And time is important to us. And you can tell by the words that we speak. Let's see how, uh, you know, you have the phrase time and again. It's time to go. I say that a, a lot. It's time to go. Get re- I, I, I have two teenage daughters. Time to go. We have time flies in the nick of time. Time after time. Spare time. Make time. Save time. All the time. Free time. We don't have a lot of that. Time will tell. Sometimes you have to kill time. We're really good at wasting time. Every time. Good time, bad time. For some of us, it's uh, due time. And some of you have done time. Hard time, you've served time. Time off for good behavior. Or the most sobering phrase, you're out of time. You're out of time. Out of all those things, it leads me to ask myself and you today, what is time? What is this thing that can be saved or can be wasted or it could be killed and can it really fly? See, we imagine uh, uh, oftentimes Hollywood's done a really good uh, 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 picture of this in you know, famous movies and television shows. We dream and fantasize about going back in time. Right, going back in time, and if I could go back in time, I could change this, but then it would change this, and then it would change this, right? And you know, and and but in truth, we cannot go back in time, and we cannot change the past, and we cannot change uh, time as we know it. So, what are we going to do with the time that we have? Now, think of it where we are right now, and now it isn't. See, the now then. Now, what we, I just, we just had now is then. And the future now is now. So, well, you know, so what, what, what are we going to do with our time, with our new year, with our 2024, with our January 1st? Galatians chapter 4, verse 4, talking about the coming Messiah, it says, but when, uh, but when the time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law that we might receive adoption to sonship. Now, let's think about that. Again, we just, we just uh, came through the, the nativity season, the Christmas season. We had a big celebration. We, we talked about the, the Messiah that was to come and he came and lived a sinless life and he died on the cross and he resurrected three days later. That scripture says in talking about his coming, when, when time had fully come, when the fullness of time had come or when time had finally come, the world waited for thousands of years. The Jewish people waited and watched for a Messiah. So my question is, was God waiting? 
Was God in that time saying, well, I, you know, we have to wait until Caesar Augustus calls a census? Oh, no, I, I can't inter, uh, introduce the Messiah yet. I have to wait because the Roman government needs to institute uh, crucifixion. I, you, know, you know what I'm saying? Listen, does God wait? Is he restrained by our time? Obviously not. God was not waiting in heaven. You see, God is not constrained by time. Now we are. We're constantly looking at our watches. What the, okay, how long is this kid going to preach? I wish you'd call me a kid. Man, I'm 48 years old. Thank you. I love you. So we're looking at our watch and what, you know, what, oh, come on, we, I'm in a hurry, I'm in a hurry. But see, that's, God is not in a hurry and God is not constrained by time. I love the scripture that says God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And how can that be? Well, it's because he is. He's not constrained by yesterday. He's not living in today or what we can imagine or perceive of as forever. You see, God doesn't change because He's not in time. At least he's not in our time. God is in his time, the time of eternity. He is I am. No matter what time it is, what month it is, what year it is, on our clock, he is I am. He was I am as he created the universe, and he's still I am today. And so when I think about the fact that God is not limited to what I can do or what I can produce or what I can do in time, it it gives me hope and joy and faith to know, Lord, you do what you want to do when you want to do it, and when it comes to me, it will be on time. Because, see, God already knows what my tomorrow is. God already knows, Pastor Rob, uh, the dreams in your heart for Upcountry Church. He knew them before you planted uh, 11, going into our 12th year now. He knew the dreams because he put them in your heart. He knows where we're going to be. He knows the building, the location, the, the, the people that, that are going to come and, and, and be, uh, have their lives challenged and changed by, by this community. He knows that already. We just have to get in his time. Well, what does that mean? Well, the first thing that, that it means, and this is I don't have points today. I'm doing something uh, different for this new year. You know, I'm not, you know it's not going to be the typical three points in a poem. I never read poetry, but, you know. But I want to tell you the first thing we've got to do when it talks about, get, we talk about getting in his time. Listen, we have to take some time to get with him in his presence, not just on a Sunday morning. Not just when the band is playing, whether we have 12 musicians or as we did today, four. It doesn't, that, that, that makes no difference. It's not just about coming together. It's about you saying, today, this moment, Lord, I'm spending time, my time, that you've given me to get in your presence so that I can begin to get in your time. See, when we spend time in his presence, it's no longer about our time. It's about eternity. 
When we get in his presence and we experience him, it's no longer about what I have to do and what I have to, to accomplish. It's saying, Lord, what time is it on your clock? Where do I need to be? What do I need to be doing? You know, sometimes when I think about heaven, and people are like, oh, we're just going to be worshiping for all of eternity. I mean, I've literally had teenagers say, man, that's going to be a little boring, isn't it? And worship for eternity? You know, but when we think about heaven, we can't even imagine that. Why? Because we are thinking on the terms of, 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 of uh, uh, our time and not eternity. See, nobody in heaven has ever asked, what time is it? No one in heaven has ever said, Happy New Year. You know, think about heaven. Think about, let's step out of our time into some eternal timelessness for a moment and imagine the first time you see Jesus face to face. Just try to imagine that. Try, I mean, think about the joy, the sheer beauty, the splendor of heaven. The first time you ever take a look at, at what heaven is and who Jesus is. And because we're not limited to time, listen, you're, that that feeling, that emotion, it's never going to go away. Why? Because every time I gaze into the eyes of my Savior, oh, it's timeless. I remember what he's done for me. I re you know, all of those things. And so heaven is not going to be like an eternal long church service, which would be great. That's fine. But heaven is going to be timeless, ageless but see, there's another powerful truth. And if we can step into time in heaven, there's a hard truth that there's also eternal life where people step into eternal death. You see, in the same way, nobody looks at their clock in hell and says, when is this going to be over? certainly no one ever says happy new year you see the truth is one way or another we're stepping out of our time and into an eternity I remember growing up as a child uh, I mean as soon as Christmas was over it was like a deep depression because you're like man 364 more days you know, I remember, you know, you, you go in, you're in school, and you're like, hey, Christmas, Christmas breaks in two weeks. Two weeks? Oh, it's never going to come, right? As a kid, there was always things that you were looking forward to. Always things. I mean, if I could just get here. I remember, now, <laughs> I remember uh, growing up, and the, pre the pastor, Rob, Rob he, he would talk about uh, the rapture or, or when Jesus comes back. One day we're going to live with Jesus for all and And, you know, I'm 10 years old. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. I mean, I just want to get married. Can I just get married? Lord, come back after I get married. Right. Have you ever thought that? Come on, be honest. And then you get married, you're like, all right, well, I just want to have at least one, one, 
one, one kid. You know, don't come, you know, I mean, as a, as a kid or as a, a young person or even in, in your 20s, you're, look, you're always looking for something that's out there, something that, that is, is coming in time. And even though I'm only 48, I've already figured out that time as you uh, start having your children and things like time goes a lot quicker now at 48 or 58 or 68 than it did when I was 18. And like, well, it's still 24 hours in a day. It seems like there's like seven minutes in a day, you know. You see, as you get older, you begin to understand, listen, time does not slow down for anybody. I mean, I remember like it was yesterday, just hoping to graduate from high school. And this past summer, I just celebrated with Jalen, who graduated from high school. I have now been out of high school for 30 years. And I remember at 14, 15, I'm like, I'm never going to get out of here. Time, as you get older, seems to go faster. In five days, Amanda and I will celebrate our 23rd wedding anniversary. I got married when I was 25. I remember when I was 23 saying, Lord, please send me a wife. I'm 23, Lord. I've been waiting forever. So in five days, we're going to celebrate 23 years of marriage. Now, I, I, I remember about 20 years ago, Amanda and I were preaching as guest uh, 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 preachers at a church in Dayton, Ohio, about 20 years ago, and we stayed in the home of a member of their church. He was a sweet elderly gentleman who had recently lost his wife of more than 50 years. And I, I think she had passed away, you know, maybe eight or nine months prior, and uh, so he, anytime guest speakers, especially young, younger, I was, uh, what, 28 at the time, and especially when young pastors would come through, the church would always put, put them in, in, in this gentleman's house. And, and I want to tell you, that night changed my life. He talked about her and how much he loved her and missed her. And he then did something that I, I just never... I never thought would impact me the way that it has. He, he handed me a photo album that he had just completed. Now, for you, you kids and teenagers, a photo album is something that's a book, and you place hard copy photos in, and then you turn the, you know, it's like I've got my photo album right here. But he handed me a photo album, and it had pictures that, they, that were taken of he and his wife, from their um, um, engagement and then, all, and then pictures that were taken throughout the rest of their 50 years. And he had spent the last nine months after the passing of his wife putting this photo album together. Little did he know the impact it was going to have on my life as I looked at each picture of a young couple Think about it. The dreams that they had. And with every turning of the page, 
this young couple would eventually turn into an elderly couple. The last page was him standing at the gravestone of his wife. And I began to think, even at 28 at that time, I began to think, what were the dreams that they had? What the, what the, the things that the pictures didn't share, the things that the pictures didn't show, what happened in their life? I mean, it's sobering to turn and the, the, the beautiful faces of a young couple and about 40 minutes later, as I'm turning through the pages and you see the wrinkles of time, that were on both faces. You didn't see the young engaged couple. You saw children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren. You see, what that guy didn't know that he was doing for me, he was showing me in a matter of 40 minutes the legacy of his time that he fulfilled by doing and living out the purposes of God in his time. Psalms 90 verse 12 says, So teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. Teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. Pastor Rob, mentioned briefly during the uh, uh, announcement portion about some of the things that he and Mary Beth and the leadership and the staff of the church some of the dreams and some of the things that we see coming, some of the things that we desire to come we want things to happen in 2024 in Upcountry Church that last not just for time but for eternity. And so in the coming weeks, and we're going to give you more information uh, as, as uh, the weeks uh, come, but beginning January 29th, we're going to do something I don't believe we've ever done as a church. Uh, we're going to begin January 29th. That's a Monday. We're going to begin a Daniel fast, a 21-day Daniel fast. If you've been in other churches, some uh, churches that I've been a part of have done that at the beginning of every year. Now, I know people already, some are saying, what's a Daniel fast? And some are saying, oh, I can't do any fast. Listen, we'll work some of those things out, right? We, I know medical. there's medical situations and circumstances. We're going to give you all the information that you need. But what a Daniel fast is, we're going to take 21 days and do like Daniel did when faced uh, needing an answer from the Lord and faced with the, with the, uh, the you know, eating the king's meat and the things like that. He said, I, I'm, we're going to eat fruits and vegetables for 21 days. Now listen. I don't want to do it. You couldn't have a skinny guy come up here and talk about fruits and vegetables, right? But listen, and the reason we're going to do this is because a fast is something that sometimes we are called to do, and it's denying yourself 
of pleasure, in a sense. Now, some people say, well, I, I, you know, I've fasted Facebook, and I've fasted TV, and I've fasted secular music, and, I've fasted, and those are all good things. Those, that's denying yourself. And, you know, but what a fast is, a fast is saying, listen, God, I, I'm going to take what I do, like I, I'm going to change the way I live for 21 days and what I would have spent, you know, making my food and preparing my meal, I, I'm going to spend praying. I'm going to spend time seeking you. I'm literally, Lord, going to, for the next 21 days, I want to enter into your time. Let's talk about eternity. Let's talk about the impact that we can make in 2024. So I'm just giving a, just a, a brief overview of some of the things that, that we're going to do. But listen, this is why we're doing it. Now, there might be personal reasons. There, there may be family members that you want to see come to a salvation knowledge of Jesus. Yes, we agree with you. We're praying with you. We're fasting with you for that. But one of the big things that we are fasting and praying for is we know God has called us to TR. We know that. And, it's, and, and, and Pastor Rob and Mary Beth and the, and the team have been effective for 12 years. But listen, let's, let's think about another 12 years. Let's think about another 20 years. Lord, and the Lord knows what we need, when we need to be in it, right, and where it is. So we're going to be praying for uh, a, a, new, a, a new building, whether that's something that we move into to an existing building, or we eventually build what we don't know that yet. But we want you to pray and to fast and to seek God with us. Uh, again, as the as the days go by, we'll be giving you more information. The church will be open uh, during some of those days where we can have corporate prayer. But uh, the biggest thing is when you're on a fast. If we're not praying during that fast, we're just on a starvation diet. So we're going to put in your hands the tools that we need to, to pray and to fast effectively.